Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. It's a pleasure to be with you on Thursday, the 2nd of April, 2020. My word, didn't March go on for one hell of a long ass time. April is probably going to feel even longer. But that's why we fill our days by doing shows such as this. And today, we shall talk about WrestleMania 36, which bizarrely starts in two days. Saturday. When was the last time we ever had a Saturday for WrestleMania? The answer is never because the WWE pay-per-view due is a Sunday. And the reason it is a Sunday, if you're interested, is because when pay-per-view was becoming a thing, boxing had Saturday night. So wrestling were like, well, we don't want to get in the way of that. We'll go on Sunday. If you are watching me live on YouTube, thank you very much for joining me. If you are listening to me on podcast, thank you for joining me. And I'm going to ask you both to cross wires. So uh, you can search my YouTube channel right now on YouTube. Just type in Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe. That would rock. But also, if you are watching this live on YouTube, don't forget, if you search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, also now on Stitcher, went up there the other day. I thought it already was, but it wasn't. But on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever... Uh, not only can you get the archives of these if you don't able to catch me live, but you'll also get exclusive content too. That's the other thing. I'm starting to put a random podcast back on the podcast feed. I'll be honest with you because the numbers went going the wrong way. <laughs> and people said they wanted more content of me just yapping and yelling about professional wrestling. So you can do that. Again, just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. And again, if you are on YouTube right now, give me a subscribe. The button's right there. You can do it. Like the video too. Everybody watching now, like the video. YouTube love likes. It helps me very, very much. But before we get into all of that, let's just start WrestleMania 36. How is everybody feeling about it? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Are you confused by the build? Can you believe that the official card that's out there right now is not the official card that we're going to get if rumors are to be believed? We're living in crazy times, people. We're living in crazy times. And I will say this, health and safety... Uh, shifting to one side for a second in the sense of I'm going to assume that everybody is health and everybody has the health and everybody is safe. I'm very much looking forward to WrestleMania this year. Uh, I'm not saying things are no worse than they were a week ago or two weeks ago. Well, it's all bad, isn't it, really? But what I mean by that is I'm just looking forward to the distraction. I'm looking forward to have a weekend where we can muck around on Twitter, on social media, on ups and downs. And again, you know, if you are watching this live, 2 p.m., What Culture Wrestling, subscribe to them. And even if you're not, make sure you go subscribe to What Culture Wrestling to catch up on more of my wrestling content. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to having a couple of days where we can just have a laugh. And who even cares? Let's say that even Brock Lesnar, we'll talk about it properly later, but let's say Brock Lesnar wins and uh, the replacement for Roman Reigns wins. Who cares? We'll moan about it, but the, the, the world keeps on turning. The days, you know, the pages on the calendar keep on going by. And that's all that really matters right now. So yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I find it difficult because it's, it's, I don't really know whether it's right or wrong to have WrestleMania this year, but I do know very selfishly I can't wait to see it. And that's a fact. 
That's the truth. Uh, it really, really, really is. Uh, shout out to pinsandknuckles.com and pinsandknucklesmerch.com who do support Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, their business, unfortunately, has taken a hit as well. But when they're back, make sure you go and show them some love. And again, come say hi to me on Twitter and Instagram at simonmiller316. Shout out to everyone that joined the Patreon this week. I've got to start remembering to write new members down so I can shout them out. But thank you to everyone that uh, joined the Patreon this week. The Patreon is my, my I can't even write the right word, my foundation at the moment, I suppose. Patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. Even if you can throw a dollar in there, that would rock. But I get finances are hard for people, so don't worry about it if you can't do it. And if you'd like to get involved in the show and you are live on YouTube, you can use the Super Chat, uh, but I will read out some random comments too. Uh, start with Tom Talks Drivers in the Super Chat. He says, I love all you do. I'll be bowing your merch soon. It looks amazing. Keep up with the amazing work uh, you do. Much love to you during this trying time. And to you, Tom. And thank you to uh, always being a good guy. You're always a good guy. And I massively appreciate it. And shout out to my man Lincoln as well. Lincoln has just joined the YouTube channel, which is something you can do too. There's a join button right down there. And you get access to my weekly Q&As, which also the same people on Patreon get at uh, a certain price. There you go. Done and dusted. And Daz4785 says, My man, hope you're okay, Simon. AEW NXT was amazing. Uh, we will talk about NXT. Uh, no, we won't actually. We'll talk about AEW later. But I want to focus on WrestleMania for now. Um, I mean, 16 matches, I think, is a little bit too much. And I did the predictions today for what culture, which, again, keep out for later today over, the, over on there. And even doing that video, I was like, this is too long. <laughs> but if you're going to talk about 16 matches, as I'm sure you can figure out, the video will at least be 16 minutes. It's difficult to have an intro and outro and ram through every single, man every single match in less than 60 seconds. I do think there are some matches on there that probably could have been pushed to one side. But I also understand that if you're a performer, maybe you still want to compete, even though it's not the WrestleMania that we necessarily were expecting. But... Let's just go through it. We'll start with the two big matches because I know how people like to do this. And they're the ones that we'll discuss the most. Uh, spoiler warning coming up if you really don't want to know. But I think you're going to find out on Friday evening anyway. Obviously, it's not Roman Reigns versus Goldberg anymore for the Universal Championship. It is Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. How they're going to get to that, I don't know. But look, if you follow Braun, um, Roman Reigns on Instagram, he did a video about this the other day. So it's no big surprise. And really, you have to, I think you have to talk about this in conjunction with the Drew McIntyre-Brock Lesnar fight too, because the no crowd thing does tie into it for me. If you're asking what I think WWE will do, and of course, as we are talking about this, make sure you drop a, uh, drop a comment in the, in the chat and so we can see what kind of way people are leaning. And of course, if you want to say something bigger, again, you can use the Super Chat and that'll be rock. But yeah, I think you have to talk about them in conjunction with the other because of the no fans. So... I think WWE will have Drew McIntyre win, and I think WWE will have Braun Strowman win too. I know that sounds a bit out of left field, but that's where I'm going. But in terms of my own personal wants, and I get it, it's controversial, I'd have Brock Lesnar win, <clears throat> and I'd have Goldberg win. And I'd do it both for the exact same reason. If the plan on the table, before life came along and ruined everything, if the plan on the table was to have Drew McIntyre have a proper WrestleMania moment in front of thousands of people and for Roman Reigns to be re-coronated, then I think that's what we should stick to, even if we have to wait 6, 12, 18, 24 weeks, whatever it may be. Because we will forget about Brock Lesnar beating Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 36, kind of. You and I won't. We're massive geeks and nerds. But in general, people will forget about that. What they won't forget about is the footage that WWE uses in future videos. And when they're talking about Drew McIntyre, you know, him holding the belt aloft with people going nuts. And I also think WWE, much with a lot of life at the moment, it gets a free pass, right? It just does. It gets a free pass because we all understand. So I've not, 
massively adverse to coming up with some kind of schmoz where Brock Lesnar retains, but we kind of just brush it under the rug so that Drew can have his proper moment down the road. I don't mind Drew McIntyre having it at WrestleMania 36 either. I would give Drew the belt as soon as you could, depending on all the things that we're talking about, and I'd push him to the moon. I think he's shown over the last six to eight to 12 weeks that he's certainly got the chops to do it. But I just think there's, it's going to be such a, it's going to be a better moment that we talk about. I guess I'm looking at the long-term game here. While it will suck on the night, in a year's time when we've forgotten about this and we've moved on, getting Drew to do that in front of a crowd, I just think is better. But it's kind of a, a damned if you do, <coughs> excuse me, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, which I can completely appreciate. And that's why I think they'll do it with Braun too. Like Goldberg was never meant to be around for after WrestleMania. So if Braun Strowman has been put into that position, maybe you just give him the title and say, meh, that's that. And then Roman Reigns can come back and beat Braun Strowman and you get him on there that way. So I think WWE would go with Braun and Drew. No problem with Drew at all. But again, personally, I, there's something in waiting, in my opinion. And I mean, Braun winning it. I'm just not that invested in the Braun Strowman character. Like he was Intercontinental Champion a few weeks ago. Didn't last very long. You know, kind of got outthought by Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Don't think he was, I assume he was going to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal again this year. Who knows? Maybe he was going to fight Tyson Fury. That was a rumor for ages. Or they were going to tag up. Who knows how true that is? Probably not with his Deontay Wilder match. That was going to be in the summer. So, but who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it's a difficult, I, I'm not going to, it's it, sometimes when WWE does stuff, I'm like, I can't believe you did that. But in this situation, I don't think I'll feel that way. I don't think I'll feel that way at all. I think that it will be. I'll just, I'll just shrug my shoulders and go, okay, well, that's just the way we had to do it. That's just the way we had to do it. But I will say, I think they filmed Raw, so they're not going to change their mind. So my guess will be that, yeah, Braun and Drew will be the champions come Monday. And the interesting situation there is, is that Orlando, where obviously the performance center is, has shut the door now. They've shut the door. I don't know if WWE can argue that they're an essential job that needs to continue. Probably not. But you're not going to be able to record SmackDown from there unless there is a loophole they can find. So maybe you don't even air Raw. Maybe you use WrestleMania 36 as your season ender. There's an idea for you. WrestleMania 36 concludes. There is no Raw after WrestleMania. And in fact, the next Raw we get is when we can start doing this stuff properly again. I think there's something nice in that. Something poetic, dare I use such horrible words. Um, again, I don't know if we're going to do that or not, but... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. They're going to say Raw has been filmed, but if you can't carry that on on SmackDown, so you know you can have Drew's big moment, but you can't have Braun's big moment, doesn't it make sense just to scrap all that and hit the full stop? That's what I think. But yeah, I'll go with Drew. I'll go with Braun. Just realize I haven't gotten... I'll get it on my phone. It's easier. Someone mentioned Otis and Dolph Ziggler, so we'll do that match too. So I've come up with this idea. I think that Dolph Ziggler is going to win. I know it hurts. I know it's a terrible thing to say. But I just think it makes for a more interesting story. The real issue here is that we never we never double down on whoever sent that text message. We don't know if it was Sonya Deville. We don't know whether it was Dolph Ziggler. So what I would do is I would just have it turn out to be Mandy Rose. And she lied. It makes no sense. Don't get me wrong. But it turned out she lied to Otis because she wanted to get with Dolph Ziggler. It was all one big ruse. Like she wanted Otis to walk in and see him with Dolph. She smashes him right in the balls at WrestleMania 36. All our hearts simultaneously shatter into a thousand pieces. And Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose become a more official team item pairing maybe get Sonya Deville in there too maybe turn her face and tea teams with Otis I don't know there's a thousand things you can do but I think Dolph Ziggler will win that one I am looking forward to it though it's one of those stories that's just fun that it's silly 
and I can easily invest in. Something else that has the best WrestleMania story and the one for a long-ass time is obviously Edge versus Randy Orton. Last man standing match, which I can't wait for. The more evil side of me kind of hopes Randy Orton wins. <laughs> I just think it tells such a tragic story that this man came back from his nine-year injury and then got slammed by this awful human being. But I also think given the state of the world right now, you don't do that. You have Edge win. You, that's the biggest babyface moment you can have without a crowd, I think, even with the Drew stuff. And I think that's the direction you go in. I think you probably put as many baby faces over as you can where it makes sense. So I think Edge wins that. Well, what I hope is, because it's pre-recorded and because that gives you a little bit more leeway, I hope whatever the move is to keep Randy Orton down is something proper spectacular or proper superb, like really over the top, really memorable, uh, so we can still use that going forward because obviously Edge is going to be in more feuds after this. One surely has to be with Seth Rollins, given what happened a few years ago on Raw. Um, I don't think it hurts Randy Orton at all as long as the big um, you know, finale finish it works in that sense. So I can't wait to see it, though. There's enough emotion in this. I mean, it would be a thousand times better with fans. I don't want to keep saying that because it's obvious. But it would be a thousand times better with fans. And I, but I, I still think we get something out of it if Edge, if Edge is the victor. So we've got to go with Edge. I think WWE will go with Edge. You can't come back after a decade and lose. <laughs> it just sucks. So let's, let's absolutely not do that. But I can't wait. And fair play to both men. You've absolutely killed this. And you are, you're like the Rock and Austin for me in terms of the chemistry you have. You've really made me, you've really made me buy him. Uh, Dan Lemley in the Super Chat is there. Hand on the heart for anyone in the Super Chat. Again, please do get involved if you can. The bad guy always wins the love triangle matches. Obviously referring to Otis and Dolph Ziggler. It's true. It's rare the good guy ever comes out on top of those. I just, I tell you why, because it doesn't tell a decent narrative. A much more interesting narrative is, oh, I can't believe it. He got shunned by the girl and now he's blah, blah, blah. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Uh, also got the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm amazed this match is even happening because nine times out of ten, uh, WWE forgets that they have women's tag team championships. I think it's a little bit unfair to Oscar. Without Oscar, I don't even know what position WWE would have been in over the last few weeks with this uh, this situation. But I don't think they're going to hold on to it. I think WWE is going to double down on the Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross team. I think they quite like them, and I do too. I there's certainly there is certainly something there. And Kari Sane hasn't been on TV because I think she's been in Japan or she got married recently, wherever that was. And again, we know what Oscar's been doing. She's been absolutely smashing it. But I think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross will will win. The shame with this match and a couple of the other women's matches is that they have fallen foul to the situation we find ourselves in. It was always going to happen to some. And it's the same with the Bailey match, right? Was it Bailey versus Tamina versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha Banks? It just, to me, it lost all its momentum when they were trying to keep this story going with all the empty arena stuff. And it sucks. So that's why, again, with that match, I would just double down on what we have. Have Sasha Banks win. She could beat Tamina. No one cares about Tamina. No offense to her, but she's never on TV. And then if we use it as the full stop for the season, when we come back, then you can start doing the stuff with Sasha Banks and hopefully build to that match at your first big pay-per-view when the world is right again. And if you're like me, you will have wanted to see Sasha Banks versus Bailey on the main roster for a long-ass time. And then Sasha Banks can be the one to take a championship offer. And like everything we said with Drew McIntyre, you're going to get the, the response from the crowd, which I think would rock. Dan785 in the Super Chat says, I'd merge both rosters on Raw after Mania. Simple. I don't think they're going to do that. It's a good idea. But I think the amount of... <coughs> excuse me. The amount of... What's the word I'm looking for? Just well, the systematic... The amount of effort that has to go into it at the moment is just not something WWE needs. You know, they're struggling to even put on a two-hour show and a three-hour show. 
I don't think you want to start pushing the rosters together to try and explain that, especially after we only just got past the wild card nonsense. It's a good idea. I can't see it at the moment. I don't think it's the right time. Uh, James825 in the super chat says, Hey, Simon, hope you're keeping well. I am. Same to you, James. I think it's stupid WrestleMania is still going ahead. <laughs> Makes no sense without a crowd. Love your channel a lot. Thank you, James. I like the way you talk. I like the way you talk. It is. It is. I, I understand your point of view. It is a little bit ridiculous. However, with that said, I'm looking. I'm repeating myself. I'm looking forward to the entertainment. So it's hard for me to to be too critical of it. I think I'll prefer it more. I don't want to run this point into the ground, but I think I'll prefer it more if it does act as a season ender. Because I think then when we come back, at least we have story threads we can pick up instead of just you know beating beating this dead horse. But we're going to find out, and we're going to find out this week. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the IC title. It's a win-win here. If Sami Zayn keeps hold of his title, I'm like, wow, not only did they give Sami uh, a, a belt on the main roster, but he actually kept it. And if Daniel Bryan wins, I love Daniel Bryan. He can do no wrong for me. I think Sami Zayn will probably win, simply because if you're talking about friends, he has two friends, and Daniel Bryan only has one in Drew Gulak. And also, I know Daniel Bryan doesn't care about that stuff. He just wants to have amazing matches. And I think, actually, it probably pushes Sami Zayn's character up more in that group that he's got being the ic champion but they can go either way i'm not fussed i'm not bothered either way i'm a happy guy so i just look forward to enjoy that one elias versus king corbin i'm intrigued to see how they justify that on smackdown given i saw the king kill elias for their pay to baron corbin recently as well i've been i like i just i just appreciate how much he's doubled down on this king character <laughs> like he gives it his all and i can't i can't fault that i'd give it to elias just because again you know go the baby face route there's no point going major. There are some heels that have to win, in my opinion. So I would just let Elias win. I'd keep it short. Maybe do some, some goofy stuff with the guitar. You know, stuff like that. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley in a singles match. I was thinking about this. And I love Bobby Lashley. And I think he's underutilized in WWE. But I would have Alistair Black get in that ring and just kick Bobby Lashley right in the head and win. I basically took a squash match. Because I think it already helped the pacing of the show. I think with 16 matches, you can't have them all go 10 minutes plus. And I, I just think that serves, I just think it serves the story so much better. I imagine, because at one point, Alistair Black was considered for the Drew McIntyre role. So everybody at Raw and WWE has to be behind him. So if you do believe in him, Bobby Lashley's doing nothing at the moment. His program, Rusev, just vanished. He's barely on, been on TV. I would have him as a sacrificial lamb. And I would just, I, I would have Alistair Black, like I say, absolutely ruin him. I still want Bobby Lashley to do something down the line. But in terms of what we got here and the craziness around the car, I mean, we don't even know... Uh, what matches are happening on Saturday and Sunday at the moment. So it's, it's, a, it's a nuts situation, but that's what I would do. Uh, Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza, same kind of thing. Austin Theory and Angel Garza weren't even meant to be on the Raw roster, but Andrade unfortunately kept getting injured, and that's why we've got here. I don't think there's any need to take the belts off the Street Profits for two guys you don't even know where you're going to place down the line. It'll be a good match. All those guys are massively talented. But yeah, I just hit Montez Ford, hit his massive, his massive uh, frog splash and move on to something else. Again, keep it simple. Just have a good match. That's fine. Keep it short. Not every match needs to be ages. Shout out to James825 who just joined the YouTube channel as well. Appreciate it. Make sure you keep an eye on the community feed for the Q&A link. Same with patrons. It's the same price, so you get the same content. And shout out to Nick Port for the Super Chat. It says, hey, Simon, what match are you most excited for? Well, Edge versus Randy Orton. And, of course, the one that we'll talk about now, the Boneyard match. 
You have no idea how excited I am for the Boneyard match. Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I'm a little disappointed because I actually think that AJ may have been able to pull one last good match out of the Undertaker in a more traditional setting. But needs must. This has been filmed away from the performance center. I hope it's as gaga and as stupid as it has been in my dreams. Because AJ can't lose here. How do you even lose a Boneyard match? Was he chuck him in a graveyard and hit him with a bone? And, you know, it doesn't matter. It really, really doesn't matter. It's, it's going to be shenanigans. And when you are doing shenanigans, again, it gives you a, a gateway to, to just being foolish. So I can't wait for it. I hope it's so over the top. Much like John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, which will also tie in here. I hope that's a horror match. I hope it's scary. I hope it's terrifying. I hope it's some bizarre vignette that they filled in the Fireflies, Firefly Funhouse. I hope John Cena does his goofy acting. I hope um, Bray Wyatt is proper terrified. And I hope it just completely breaks up the, 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 the running of WrestleMania 36 and makes you forget what you're watching for a while. It's not often you get the opportunity to do this, so let's double down on it. I know the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton one was rubbish, but let's learn from that and do something else, especially because John Cena can have his input and John Cena is an influential chap. But obviously, The Undertaker will win the Boneyard match, but Bray Wyatt has to win this one. Uh, John Cena is, is going away back to Hollywood, as he's allowed to. No, he's put his hours in. He doesn't need to worry about that. But he's already lost to Bray Wyatt once at WrestleMania. I don't need to see it twice, especially if it is a Firefly Funhouse match, which is Bray's match, right? So as long as that happens, I'm all good with it. Um, Miz and Morrison versus The New Day versus Kofi Kingston and Big E in a triple threat ladder match. Apparently, it's not a triple threat ladder match. It's either going to be John Morrison versus one of the other people, or it'll be a triple threat singles ladder match. I don't know. This is why we need SmackDown before we can actually start piecing WrestleMania 36 together. But the way I've extrapolated this is simple. The Miz and John Morrison will still be champions when WrestleMania 36 is done. Like, if you are doing a three-way, and the rumors are true, the Miz isn't in it, and John Morrison is, John Morrison is a terrific professional wrestler, especially in that kind of setting. You remember all the stuff he did in the Royal Rumble. He's incredibly athletic, incredibly agile. Same with, um, you know, both Usos. And I would presume you'd put Kofi Kingston in that match. No disrespect to Big E. Big E's brilliant, best person on the roster. But Kofi, again, is just more suited to that kind of a thing. Maybe, actually, maybe you want a power guy. But yeah, the Miz and John Morrison still be champions. Shout out to Robert Jackson, the super chat who says, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, and John Cena versus The Fiend are what I'm looking forward to the most. Oh, and Randy versus Edge. Yeah, you see, there are some good matches on this card. And you mentioned Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I've got a real soft spot for that match. I think if WWE gives them, a, gives them time and allows them to run Riot, it's going to be fantastic. I really, really do think that. Like, there is no stipulation. It will be a straight-up match, which a lot of these other ones aren't. Like, Boneyard match. There's a multi-man match. Uh, last man standing match. I think, I think there could be something here. Now, the question comes in who wins. Let's say that Drew McIntyre does win the Universal Championship. Uh, the WWE title, I should say. He needs a bad guy to work with whenever WWE starts up again. To me, Seth Rollins is the obvious choice. When you actually look through the Raw roster, nobody stands out as well as he does. Maybe AJ, but AJ will have just lost the taker. Not that it really matters. He's pissed off. He wants the title. WWE does that stuff all the time. But I, imagine, I can see Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Long-haired, dark beard versus long-haired, dark beard. And to do that, he has to beat Kevin Owens. Well, he doesn't have to. Again, WWE doesn't really care about that, but he should beat Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens to win. And I want Kevin Owens to come out the other side of this as the best baby face of all time. Or the, the most push baby face at the moment, I should say. 
But again, if I'm doing a predictions thing and I'm looking at it sensibly, I would imagine that Seth Rollins wins. But let me, let me know in the chat. Kevin Owens or, or, or Seth Rollins? I think that's a hard one to call. Uh, Michael Kennedy in the super chat. Thank you, Michael. Just says, stay safe, people. Of course, I echo those thoughts. And Aaron Bird in the super chat. Hand on heart for you. Said, who would you book Philip Marks against? Flipping Marks, excuse me. At WrestleMania 36. Who would he go against? Flipping Marks. Who would he go against? Well, the fans, I suppose. He doesn't like them very much, so the fans. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to Kayfabe News. You'll see why. Search for it on YouTube right now. Uh, we talked about Bailey. I think she'll win. Uh, we've done I think the last two of the women's matches. I feel sorry for Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I feel uh, like this match has just been lost. Hence why all they got on Raw this week was a little skit outside where Charlotte pushed her into a, into a gate. I don't even know what you do. I mean, I can see them allowing Charlotte to win because they wanted to put her on NXT and they want to get a bit of a buzz. But again, we're not living in that time. I would have Rhea win. I think it does so much more for Rhea's career and standing point from a casual audience who hopefully will watch this if she beats someone with the caliber of Charlotte Flair. I think you get more mileage out of that. So yeah, I'll go with Rhea Ripley to retain. And then of course, it's Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's title. I feel very strongly about this. Uh, I think that Shayna Baszler should win. Again, I'm looking at it from a story point of view. Love Becky Lynch. She's great. But it's so much more interesting and intriguing if Becky goes into this match after beating Ronda Rousey as she brought into the equation, but she can't, you know, she can't beat the, the shadow, for lack of a better term. It makes Shayna a better heel. It makes her more dominant. It makes her more intimidating. And it makes Becky more sympathetic. And that's what you want as a babyface. And she can lose a title now. She's held it for a year. I don't think that it would be a massive problem at all. So... Yeah, I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. I don't know whether they're going to do that, but that's my that's my gut feeling. Um, but when you go through that card, it's not the worst thing in the world. I think there'll be some matches that drag, yes. I hope the WWE is smart and cuts a lot of them down, especially because it's pre-recorded. But I like it. I like it as a card. It's just obviously a massive shame that there's no fans and we don't get our crazy over-the-top um, you know, stadium. In fact, thinking about it, let me just double-check this. I'm pretty sure... Hang on, I've got to use Face ID to log in. There we go. I'm pretty sure... It was, yeah. Yesterday, I was meant to be flying out to, to WrestleMania to have my match with Sammy Callahan, which is, <laughs> which is pretty devastating, all things considered. But that's life. That's life. We rock and roll with the punches, and we will enjoy it as best, uh, as, best as we can. Shout out to X Azul in the Super Chat. says, I'm playing Shadow of the Colossus in lockdown. What about you? I'm playing Fight Night Champion. Don't ask me why. I have no idea why. Robert Jackson, Super Chat, says, uh, KO deserves another shot at the Universal Championship. His first run is still the best as Universal Champion. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen unless Brock Lesnar wins. And then you could potentially do Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens if he beats Seth. But I think Drew will win. And I think you go straight into bad guy versus good guy, which would be Seth. But again, you can change your mind. These are all recorded. These have all been recorded before Orlando, where the performance center is held, said, look, we're not going to let anybody do any events anymore. So WWE may scrap that episode of Raw and do something completely different. I don't know. Money out to anus. <laughs> Who wins name of the day in the super chat? I appreciate all these super chats, by the way. You're all very kind people. Hey, Simon, new to the channel. Love your content and have subscribed to Kayfabe News. Yeah, see, do it. Uh, you know, Philip Marks looks a lot like you. Uh, never mind. Probably just a coincidence. Stay safe and everybody take care. What a nice message. Money out to anus. And what a great name. I appreciate it. And uh, Carl Smiley in the Super Chat, before we move on from WrestleMania, just says, how do you think this year's WrestleMania will perhaps forever change WrestleMania going forward? And how long can AEW survive without live attendance? 
Well, I don't know that. I mean, they're backed by the Khans who have a lot of money. I'm not going to sit here and kind of, you know, judge how long a company's going to last. Hopefully forever. Hopefully it doesn't affect their business too much. In terms of how it affects WrestleMania, I don't think it will. I think in a year's time, we'll look back and we'll roll our eyes. Like, oh my gosh, do you remember that crazy time? But I'm sure there'll still be the pageantry and the circumstance and all the, all the crazy stuff. What I think it could change is what the fan base is when all is said and done. It depends how many people it brings in. But obviously, the Raw rating was low. It's one of the most low-key builds to WrestleMania, which isn't really WWE's fault. People want to watch the news, and they want to find out what the hell's going on. So you can't get too, you can't get too annoyed about that. But whether or not that has a knock-on effect afterwards, I don't know. Do people want to come back and actually embrace it more because it's not had it properly? Do they want a break entirely? They want to go outside and do other things? So it may change the business model that way, but there's only one way to find out. I do think we're living in crazy times. But that's not, not just for wrestling. That's for you know the, the world across the board. Who knows? You know, who knows where we will be in six months' time, eight months' time, the year's time? I hope we're back to normal. But I think it's going to leave a lot of um, trails in its wake. Tom Talks Roberts in the Super Chat says, haven't watched Dynamite yet. Is it worth it? We're going to talk about that in five minutes, I promise. Nick Port in the Super Chat also says, I got to go. I'll come back and watch the rest of this when I get time. Simon, I hope you have a fun WrestleMania weekend, regardless of circumstances, and I'll catch you later, Nick. That's very kind. Have a good day, uh, and I appreciate that. And I'll see you when you come back, even though we won't be live. And Carl Lincoln in the Super Chat says he wants to talk about Dynamite too. Dynamite was a B, B plus show, A minus on the play curve. And my man T-Dog in the Super Chat says, do you think WWE will have WrestleMania over two nights from now on? Depends how well this one does. I don't think so. Because think how hard, they're only doing it over two nights for the reasons you know. But if it was in Raymond James Stadium, which I think holds 70,000 people, I don't think you're going to sell 140,000 tickets over two nights. And they're not going to stop doing it in big arenas, so no, I doubt it. We'll go back to Sunday night WrestleMania in a year's time, I, I believe. And look, Kyle and Tom have mentioned Dynamite. We will now segue into that. I think you've got it right on the head, Kyle. It wasn't the best episode of Dynamite I saw, but there was a lot of good in there that put a smile on my face. Now, the controversial things, which is where I like to start, are the Brody Lee stuff and the Chris Jericho, Matt Hardy stuff. Now, I'm just going to put my cards on the table. I love it. I'm a moron. I'm an idiot. You would have seen my ups and downs show. You know what I'm like. I'm a goofball. I'm a fool. I'm perfectly all right with this. I've embraced it. But I also understand why some people don't like you. Like somebody got in touch with me the other day and said, you know, I, I was sold on this idea that it was going to be a sports show which is why you always have to be careful what you say. And it's not really. Now, I don't care about that because I think you have to let a product evolve and you have to kind of figure out what works for you. There's no point backing yourself into a corner just for the sake of it. I just, it just makes me happy. It makes me smile. The Chris Jericho skit where he's yelling at Vanguard One and he called Kenny Omega a pumpkin dipshit. <laughs> it's just stupid. Of course it's stupid. But I, here's how I justify it in my head. So last week when we did the teleporting, AEW came out and said, oh, no, Matt Hardy's not teleporting. He was using a hologram from Vanguard One to try and throw Jericho off. Justified. Brilliant. And to me, Chris Jericho trying to get Vanguard One to join the inner circle and talking to it like it's a real person is because Chris Jericho is so far up his own ass and he's so arrogant and he's so in his own head that he, of course, he thinks he can recruit Vanguard One. It's Chris Jericho. He can do whatever he wants. He can control somebody else's robot. And when he released, I get the release, the hound stuff and the music starts. People go, it's so cheesy. Yeah, but it's funny, right? It's funny. And that's what I want. Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy and a lot of people in AEW are just enjoying themselves at the moment, which is what we all should be doing. And I always say this, but it does. It translates through the screen. And then I start enjoying myself. And so I'm like, who even cares? It's professional wrestling. And yes, when an angle is serious, like Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 17, that's a, you know, the anniversary was the other day. 
Of course I want that. But right now, I think I just want to be jovial and to be happy. And that is what they gave me in that segment. So I, I absolutely love it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's Chris Jericho yelling at a drone while he's in a jacuzzi. It, it's just, it is something else entirely. And just thank you, Chris Jericho, for now twice in a week making me laugh. And Matt Hardy, because I'm sure they're in on it together. And of course, the other one is the Brody Lee stuff, where he is 100% doubled down on being Vince McMahon. And the reason I don't have a problem with this is because I think if you understand that it's Vince McMahon, you can have a little bit of a laugh. But even if you don't know that it's Vince McMahon, I still think his characteristics and his traits. So for this week, for example, he's yelling at a guy for yawning and yelling at someone else for not pronouncing his name properly. He still comes across like an absolute Fruit Loop that's leading a cult. And I think if you were in charge of a cult, you'd probably be a bit of a Fruit Loop. So it's hard for me to get too annoyed at it. It depends how it evolves and it progresses. For example, you then go into the tag team match with QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, taking on eight and nine or seven and eight whoever the hell it was that to me it wasn't intimidating right i want the dark order to be intimidating so when you just got two random you know dudes that just it's, it's, it's that didn't work for me i like the fact that Brody lee came out afterwards and took charge because again he's gone from a follower to being a leader and i think he's embraced that role brilliantly and i'm so up for Brody lee being pushed up the card and maybe even having a world title run but i still think the group of the dark order needs some polishing but we'll get there it's only been two weeks of these skits they could vanish in a couple of more weeks and the worry would have been for nothing and again it's just a wink and nod to the fans and I like it because it goes to prove that all these rumors about Vince McMahon's over the years are true. And the former Luke Harper is like, I'll do it. I don't care. So I, I'm all right with it. And I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I, I just like, I like the fact that Matt Hardy and Brody, I think they fit into AEW perfectly. I think they give them a bit more star power. And hopefully they can work with other guys like Evil Uno and whoever Matt Hardy eventually gets uh, paired up with. And just elevate them too. And as long as we're doing that, everything is okay. We're using other people's star power to make other stars and that's what a wrestling company should do. Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat says, I love Brody's Vince-isms. Am I just a big nerd? Well, yes, you are, Tom, but so am I, and we all are. That's why we're here to begin with. And like I always say, as long as you enjoy it, it doesn't even matter what anybody else thinks. The whole point of anything that you watch is that you get entertained, and if it works, then you win, even if somebody is uh, going nuts at you on Twitter. Money out to Anus. He's back. Best name. Friends call me Moda for short. Done. Moda. He's here, although I do like your whole name. I'm ready for the Fiend versus Cena match, and I want to see what we get with Bray with the Cult of Wyndham. Yes, I should have mentioned this. Bray Wyatt did a tweet the other day. Of, it looked like the Fiend mask or something up close. You couldn't really work it out. And the hashtag was Cult of Wyndham. And everybody questioned maybe he's going to start a group. Maybe Bro Dallas is going to be into it. Some people thought he's going to leave and go to AEW. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it manifests itself. Maybe Bo Dallas is in the Firefly Funhouse. I wouldn't be against that. I would not be against having some cameos and some parodies in those kind of matches. I think you should just throw everything at the wall. And even if it absolutely sucks, who cares? At least you tried, right? Again, you're not going to get many other opportunities to do this. Uh, my man Baz Hoban, perfect. He's got my segue right here. Did you enjoy Marco versus Lance? I laughed my ass off so much. Plus it adds story as Cody is throwing small guys at him as disrespect. Hope you're good, pal. I didn't see it like that, but that's an interesting twist. So yeah, outside of those two things I talked about, I definitely think, well, the opening and the closing match I thought were awesome. But in terms of angles, the big one was Lance Archer's debut. And amazingly, yeah, he fought Marco Stunt. I imagine the reason they did this was just to make Lance Archer look huge. And my word, were they successful? He looked, honestly, I said this on Ups and Downs, again, live 2 p.m. or check it out in the archive. If you had told me after this he was 10 foot 2, I'd be like, yeah, he probably is. I know it's because Marco is so small, but Lance Archer is still like a legit 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, 
He murdered this guy. He murdered this guy. He, abs- he did a suplex where he let go of him halfway through and Marco Stunt went flying, killed him with a pounce, chucked him into the crowd at the end. I thought it was really, really smart. I re- at first, I was like, man, Marco Stunt, I don't know about that. But then, no, once they got going, I was like, no, this is fire. This is pure fire. I thought that was a really smart booking decision. And another reason why you're actually justified having Marco Stunt in your books, aside from the fact he fits into the Jungle Express brilliantly, and I think you should have all kinds of shapes and sizes in your wrestling crew, you can have him do stuff like this, and it helped Lance Archer no end. Killed him like a rag doll. I would implore everyone to go and watch this if you didn't plan to already. It's, oh, it's something else. It really, really is something else. And uh, the Jake Roberts poem, I, I've said this every week, but it's true. Just give Jake Roberts a poem to read. The poem could be, I love rainbows. Rainbows are great. Oh, there's a unicorn. I ate donuts off my plate. But he'll, he'll read it, and you're like, Jake Roberts is going to kill me. <laughs> so intense. So intense, he never ever breaks eye contact. The man, the man is absolutely nuts. So yeah, and the other two matches I want to talk about as well is Kenny Omega versus uh, who the hell did he fight? Oh, Trent, of course. It's just a fabulous television match. So much fun. Such good storytelling. Kenny Omega wins, but it's great. In the main event too. Last week on ups and downs, I was saying. I thought Darby Allen was being smart. There's no crowd. We don't need to do any insane coffin drops. And here he climbs up a pipe or like a structure beam and just d- coffin drops onto Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara. Now they caught him and it was fine. But shit, the visual of it and the risk, the dude is mad. And I like the finish of that too. I got so many tweets going, oh, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, which I do love. But it doesn't really pertain as much to AEW because they don't do it as much as WWE, right? And you do have to have the compare and contrast things there. You can't tar each with the same brush. If they do start doing it too much, I will pick them up on it, for, of course. But, you know, who, I can't remember, Sean Spears has the chair, going to hit Cody. Darby Allen takes the chair. And Sammy, Zava, Sammy Guevara steals the chair from Darby. He gets rolled up for the win. But what I liked was afterwards, Darby Allen just punched Cody right in the face because he was so annoyed. And the cool thing about that was it's setting up for the TNT Championship tournament, obviously the brand new belt in, 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 in AEW that's going to be won in a tournament. And I think with the brackets, you can actually get Darby Allen and Cody down the road. And that will be great, right? That will be great because now we have a little bit of uh, storytelling to rely on and go back to it. I think given that Lance Archer's in it, I would now have Lance Archer as the winner. (laughs) I think he should just steamroll everybody and win. I think it will do him the world of good and establish him as a proper upper mid guy, almost main event dude. Um, But there's other things you can do too. You give it to Darby Allen. Fans are going to love that. Sammy Guevara would do well with the belt. Cody doesn't need it. But if Cody does win it, you're going to love that championship straight away. Because that's like giving it to a top guy in the company. That's like Triple H winning a brand new belt. Triple H, that's wrong. But Roman Reigns winning a belt. Or Seth Rollins winning a belt. Instantly, it makes it mean something. And that's why everyone was moaning, I don't like the fact it's called TNT belt. Who cares what it's called? And it kind of works. So the show's called Dynamite. And they've got a TNT championship. And look, if calling it after the television company is the way we got it, great. Call it the, the GOAT championship. I don't care. Just make sure it's treated with respect. It's treated as if it's important. And a big guy wins. And I mean, not a literal big guy, but a figurative big guy wins. My man Tom Talks Robin Super Chat says, I didn't like Dark Order's tag team match, but Brody coming at the end to punish his group for losing saved it. Excited for the Bray versus Cena match too. A lot of love for Bray and Cena. Yeah, I, again, the match, I like the match. I like Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. I just... I don't know, seven and eight, eight and nine, whatever the hell they were, just eh, didn't do much for me. It made the group feel like second fiddle. And I don't think, but maybe that's the idea. Maybe Brody Lee is going to bring them up. I don't know. Again, it was a bit, there's just a disconnect there for me. So I'll have to wait and see. Uh, Carl Smiley in the super chat says, Sister Abigail or Crossroads? Always Crossroads, always. 
Cody Rhodes is like one of my favorite wrestlers ever. He's such an inspiration. He's just like an amazing... <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about it. He's just great. He really, really is. My man Tom in the Super Chat says, if Cody brings back one gimmick, which one, excluding Stardust, I would still love to see dashing or disfigured. No, I don't want any of that. I know what you're saying, and it would be fun. But the the role that Cody Rhodes has now, to me, is is perfect. This is the guy that he always should be. He comes across like a star. He holds himself like a star. He holds himself like a guy that's fallen out of the resting tree, right? Because of Dusty Rhodes. I absolutely love it. I think he's the best baby face in the West in terms of the amount of sympathy he's able to draw up for me and his selling. I totally buy into everything that he does. This is it. This is his John Cena. This is his Roman Reigns, whatever you want to call it. He's found himself. And all you need to do now is evolve it and change it as we go. But yeah, as you can see, I'm massively biased towards Cody Rhodes. Carl Smiley in the Super Chat says, what do you think of AEW's new title's name? As I just said, call it what I don't matter. The, the Cruiserweight Championship looks stupid, but the reason we don't like it wasn't because of that. It's how it was booked. It's just about how it's booked. If, it, if an improper, important guy wins it and it's defended on television, which they need to do because they only have four pay-per-views a year, and then because of that, the world title feels more special because that's only defended on pay-per-views, then it's an absolutely awesome asset to have. And it doesn't matter what you call it. It really, really doesn't. Names become second nature. Like the universal title is a stupid name, as we all remember. But now we just accept it. Oh, he's a universal champion. It doesn't even, we just talk about how does it get used. So when the Bray Wyatt-Seth Rollins match happens, that's what we focus on. We don't focus on anything else. And that's why, I don't, again, well, whatever. Call it the poo title. <laughs> don't call it that. <laughs> My man Aaron Bird in the Super Chat says, Does AEW have an advantage over WWE in that they spent most of 2019 without a weekly TV show? Also, is Flippin' Marks filming Mission Impossible 8? Well, only after I finish Mission Impossible 7. After that, yeah, when we are done here, um, just go watch some other videos on my YouTube channel. I'd massively appreciate that. And if you could hit the subscribe button too, that would rock. And the like button. Do all of those things. I'm trying to beat YouTube's algorithm at the moment. And it's just engagement. It just Everything needs engagement all the time. So if you could engage, that would rock. Uh, no, Aaron, I don't think that AEW has an advantage over WWE because we're a fickle bunch, as Daniel Bryan once said, and you get into a pattern and routine. And given that we're essentially six months into AEW's run, you just expect AEW to have a TV show now. Like a news headline would be if they came out and said, oh, we can't run next week's show for X, Y, or Z. So no, I don't think anybody is in a better position than anybody else. Uh, and also, th th the thing is, wrestling is important, but it's so unimportant at the moment you know, the world and the life and the things that we're struggling with have absolutely taken control. So, and this is what I mean by why they're allowed to, you're allowed to have dumb Chris Jericho skits and you're allowed to have Firefly Funhouse matches because you're kind of fighting out of a corner and it's not, it's, it works for us as humans too. You are literally being told right now, sit home and watch television and that's helping society. Whereas for the last 50 years, you've been told you're a bum if you're doing that. So everything's been flipped on its head. So I don't really think it makes a difference, but I certainly know what you mean because it's more ingrained in us that WW. It would be a bigger news story if the show stopped. Like, we don't get a raw. People are like, oh my gosh, when the last time did that happen? Well, yeah, of course, as you say, we're still in the early days of AEW, but it would still make people go, oh man, this happened. Uh, Tim Johnson in the super chat says, Morning, Simon from CO. US loves what you do. That's very nice, Tim. I appreciate that. Don't ever change hand on heart. I don't think I can change now. I kind of feel like the whole Cody stuff we were talking about, I found myself and I can't stop. I think AEW has shown to me that a writing's team is unnecessary. What do you think? Also, stay safe and here's 10 bucks. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> know that it, you, you, you're making me feel very, very good about life. No, I, I never 
thought you needed a writing team, really. I don't like saying that because what do I know, right? I'm just a dude, bull dude, talking about wrestling. But yes, I do think it's proven that all you need is a good few creative heads and to allow wrestlers more say about what they do with their characters because they are the artists, as silly as that sounds. But it's true. They are the, you know, they're the people doing the painting. So surely you've got to give them the paintbrush every now and then. But that's not to say that it hasn't worked for WWE here and there. I mean, it depends. Like The Randy Orton and Edge thing is awesome. But do I really think a writing team came up with that? Or do I think a lot of it came from those two guys? I Probably the latter. And when you hear the likes of Brody Lee and uh, John Moxie on Chris Jericho's podcast, they kind of established this too. So no, I don't think that wrestling needs a writing team. I mean, most people think that some of the best times in WWE were the Attitude Era, no writing team. Or before that, no writing team. The only time we've had a writing team is like 2005 onwards. And there have been some great moments, CM Punk, John Cena. But again, the CM Punk storyline wasn't written by a team. That came out of real life. So no, I would always have ra- rather have a few you know, lesser heads, but then be wrestling people writing it than a team of writers. But I'm not going to sit here and completely crap on it because maybe it does work backstage for WWE. I have no experience of it apart from the, the content I get on the other side. And yes, looking at it like that, to me, again, less cooks in the kitchen is the way to go. Uh, Christopher Simmons, Sermons, I should say, in the Super Chat, just sowing some love in these trying times. Thanks for the continued entertainment. Chris, thank you for watching and thank you for engaging and thank you for doing all of those things. I always say this, if people don't watch and if people don't give a crap about me, which you're allowed to do, it's your life, then I'm nothing, right? I'm nothing. That whole joke about, oh, I bought your house. Well, I don't own a house, but it would be thanks to you if I did. (laughs) Maybe that means I need more love. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that, that's very, very kind, Chris. Thank you, and I hope you're doing well. And Brad Hand in the Super Chat says, do you think all wrestling shows, viewers' ratings will get better? All right, do you think all wrestling shows, uh, the ratings will get better after all of this is over? I'm an AEW fan more than a WWE fan at the moment, but I hate seeing Raw's viewers hit an all-time low. Yeah, I'm like you, Brad. I get no joy out of a show doing badly i don't understand that that's kind of when you get into this aew versus wwe thing some people want companies to die i don't i want every company to flourish and all wrestlers to be rich loaded and successful i don't know in terms of what happens after we come out of this you'd like to think that everybody is so desperate for normality that they watch wrestling and they go to wrestling and they cheer but maybe it goes the other way maybe people feel utterly different about their lives after being cooped up for four five six months I hope the raw rating goes up. Yeah, I didn't like it when it did a 1.9 this week either. I got no enjoyment out of that. I want it to do well, because especially at the moment with the good promos they're going on. But I can understand why people would tune out of that show. Of course I can. It's, it's difficult to watch 180 minutes of the same thing over and over with no energy and no atmosphere. I think there is a worry maybe that WWE is going to have to do some damage control, because again, you get a 1.9 rating five, six days before WrestleMania. That's a tough one to swallow. And again, it's not their fault. It's a situation they find themselves in. But it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be addressed. So I don't know. But I hope everybody comes out of this happy and positive and, and, and feeling great. And my man Tom in the Super Chat says, I'm so thankful wrestling hasn't stopped. It's both welcome escape from the horror of the world, much like your vids. <laughs> Love all you do. Well, that means a lot to me too. I mean, luckily, I'm 100% uh, all good with health and safety because I live in a house by myself. So I've only gone out in the last three weeks to get groceries. So I'm as protected as I can be. Uh, but if I can provide some entertainment for everybody else, hell yeah, man. That makes me feel pretty good inside. It makes me feel pretty happy. I'm not going to lie. So a salute all around. Uh, JDS in Super Chat says, hey, Miller, loving your work, dude. Uh, this virus gets a solid down, doesn't it just? 
or they don't give a down to the virus on AEW shows, people will get really, really mad, confirmed. But yes, I think uh, it certainly does get a down. And Kai Smiley says in the super chat, how do you properly use a semicolon, which you win, Carl? That is officially the most random, <laughs> random question I think I've ever received on one of these. Well, a semicolon is there to... Um, segue to i can't think of the right word to say but segue two sentences together i can't think of an example now but nobody can use a semicolon it basically depends if you're using an and in a sentence but you don't think it needs to be there you can use a semicolon to join the two sentences together but grammar is dead no one knows how to use an apostrophe no one knows how to use an ellipsis and nobody knows how to use a semicolon nobody knows how to use a colon <laughs> but now we're talking about grammar and we don't need to, to do this uh, before we move on from AEW, i thought it was a really good show not the best one ever but just so easy to watch good matches Good skits. It really got me excited for the John Moxie versus Jake Hagar um, uh, World Championship fight they're going to have in a couple of weeks. So that was really well done. And I wasn't that interested before. So that's the power of a video package. I like the fact we're focusing on Shida because she is the number one contender. Talked about Matt Hardy and Brody Lee, how much I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about that. And if anything else happened, I can't even remember it. But it was still decent because I sat down and watched it. Love Colt Cabana all around as well. Colt Cabana makes me happy. So he just gets it. He gets his own little nud. Uh, C in the super chat says, thoughts on a Hardy compound dynamite episode. Matt Hardy is amazing. Matt Hardy should have been WWE champion. Even when he was version one, Matt Hardy can do whatever he wants and I will love it. That's the truth too. I'm a massive Matt Hardy fan. <laughs> massive. I think he's brilliant and he really makes me happy. And uh, money out to Anus. Sorry, Moda. Moda. Oh, wow, man. Simon, here you go, buddy. I know it's hard doing what you do, so here's something for you. Cheers. And he's put a ridiculous amount in the super chat. Well, thank you very much, Moda. That, that's ridiculous. That's very nice. If you're on Twitter, find me on Twitter at Simon316. I'll send you something for that amount. I can, I'll got something. I don't know how I get to you because post is around it, but I can still put it in the post and it will get to you. If you want something, at Simon316, drop me a. Uh, a line and we can sort something out that's very kind though man thank you you made my day to the point <laughs> you kind of took me back a bit i'll give you a bow too don't know why i give you a bow but we can't do a handshake that's really kind man thank you that will help me a lot man look you stunned me i've gone all red in the face i can feel it <laughs> what moron thank you dude what a nice bunch of people you all are uh, as is max gregor in the super chat says hey simon bit of an since the video gamer days <laughs> I was talking about this with Jim earlier, actually. Please bring back the Miller Report. Found myself watching the other day. It's still brilliant. It's funny you say that. I did watch some the other day. I can't watch it anymore. I think just because it's hard to watch yourself back. I, I, I think my performances are terrible. But that's very kind, Max. Thank you. Yeah, like I say, me and Jim were, were discussing this earlier. It was a good time. And if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. I won't bore you with the... I won't bore you with the... Uh, uh, with the details, but... I mean, look, without all of that, I wouldn't be here right now. There's a huge story about that, which I should probably tell one day, but I'll always massively appreciate it. And Max, thank you for sticking around with me for like, what, five, six years, something like that. That's a long ass time. So that's a couple of nice messages right there. Completely upended the podcast, but I don't care because I like positivity and I like love. Thank you to, thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone watching on the Patreon, on the Super Chats. You are, you're all, you're all really, really good dudes and you, you put a smile on my face. Uh, right, we've got a few minutes to go before Ups and Downs goes live on What Culture Wrestling. So make sure when we're done here, you head over there, subscribe to them, and keep an eye on their channel for all the other stuff going out. Just, you know, spam the chat with questions and I'll answer as many as I can. I don't think anything else has gone on that we need to chat about. I don't like missing news because if you don't talk about it now, it gets a little bit a little bit old. But we talked about the TNA champ, TNT Championship. I'm all right with that. Talked about Lance Archer. I'm all right with that. 
WWE stock drops again. I mean, what difference? Is this? Everyone's struggling with that at the moment. You can't get... You can't get mad about that right now. Talked about the ratings and otherwise, yeah, Triple H is doing the rounds. Just trying to make the best of WrestleMania as he can, as he should do. You, you know, what do you do? Go watch the Drew McIntyre uh, promo video when he's in the Scottish Highlands too, if you haven't seen it. That's wonderful. And shout out to Baz Hoban as well. Say, thanks for doing this. Keep on being awesome, pal. I will. That's very kind. Um, and this one will stay live today as well, mostly because it's the WrestleMania one, uh, but also I'm doing a litmus test to see how it does actually affect my on-demand views. And if anyone knows anything about YouTube's algorithm, give me a, shout me out. My email address is in the bio on my Twitter. I wouldn't mind having a chat because I can't figure it out and some videos just die. So go watch all my videos as well <laughs> if you haven't already and give me a subscribe. All uh, right, just a few random questions to end. Uh, did you ever work at GameSpot UK? No, but I did a bit of freelance for them way back in the day. I'm sad you're not fighting Sammy. So am I. I like it, Ken. I'm going to do some exclusive episodes on the podcast feed for this. So again, just search for Simon Miller's Wrestling Show on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all the regular ones. Uh, give me a subscribe on there. And I'm just going to do a big chat about what was meant to happen in that match. And again, it will be exclusive for podcast subscribers. So make sure you hit up the podcast side of the show. Uh, what do you want for Hanukkah toilet paper? Hanukkah's miles away, my friend. We got months. I just want good cheer and goodwill for mankind because I'm an asshole. Do you think there'll be another draft after Mania? Uh, no, I think the draft will be postponed for a, a long ass time. Uh, what's the match you wanted to see from two guys, WWE or otherwise? Uh, in WWE right now, my favorite match would be uh, The Rock versus Roman Reigns because I'm a massive nerd. But in terms of people that are there... I would like to see, come on Miller, come on Brain, Daniel Bryan versus, it's always Daniel Bryan because he's the best, Daniel Bryan versus somebody, I don't know, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens, they're just my two favorite people, that was a rubbish answer, right, on that note, thank you so much for joining me, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do, again, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316, shout out to everyone that joined the Patreon this week, patreon.com forward slash Simon316, you help me out, and thank you to everyone that supports me on What Culture as well, these are my pillars for my uh, my freelance business and you guys make that happen um we will be back next week to talk about wrestlemania but again keep an eye on the channel make sure you hit the notification bell and turn on notifications so when you know when a video goes live you can get fitness stuff gaming stuff has now come back because again patreon said they wanted gaming stuff so i uh, you know i absolutely want to make sure i give back to them but otherwise again stay safe stay healthy stay well enjoy wrestlemania as much as you can even if it's a pile of gubbins who cares right it's not important in the grand scheme of things. A special shout out to my man Moda for being so kind and genuinely taking me aback that I look like a goof, but I don't care. And just take, just take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Do whatever you need to do to put a smile on your face. Don't worry if you're picking out that much as long as you're being sensible with it. Do what you can to stay, uh, to stay positive during these trying times. And look, I'll see you over on What Culture Wrestling if you're watching this live. And if you're not, I'll see you down the road.